Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Well, listen, it's Deacon time. I don't okay. know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> we got the head demon Deacon coming up in here. My man, Steve Forbes, on the line to talk about this big win yesterday. Coach, how's it going? Well, guys, it's going good. Thanks for having me. Um, great win last night. Got a quote-unquote day off today, so we're enjoying the win. Now, Coach, I told you, man, at media day when you came in the room, you got mad at me for telling Armando that we were going to get him again. I'm the, yeah. the ACC DN guy, too. But I told you, Coach, we got to let him know we're coming and still beat him, man. And that's what we did last night. Well, we did. You know, we led the whole game pretty much. We led for 37 minutes. And uh, credit to my team. They got off to a great start. You know, Ty Appleby did an unbelievable job running the offense. And, you know, um, Damari Monsanto made some big threes early. We just got off to a great start, you know, and had a big lead at halftime and, uh, you know, kind of eased on in for the win. We didn't uh, – they never really threatened us. They got a couple times there where, you know, still three-possession game and credit to them for to continue to fight. But, we, you know, for 37 minutes, we pretty much controlled the game. Now, Coach, how satisfying was this win? Because you guys have had some recent close calls where you were yeah. right there, came down to the last shot, and then coming off that Notre Dame win where it was looking a little bleak early, but then you yeah. guys woke up. Was that kind of an awakening for your team? See what I did there? But was that yeah, an like awakening that. Like for like this that. team where they said, all right, it's time to turn it on? Yeah, you know, it's basketball, right? I mean, these games are hard. They're all close, hard-fought games. We lost, Like you said, we lost three games in a row by two points each game. So those are tough losses, but we're right there. Credit to the players for staying confident and uh, staying resilient. We went up to, as you said, we went to Notre Dame on Saturday, and it was 16-4, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, we got like eight turnovers in the first ten minutes. We only had five in the whole game last night, and it's like, what are we doing? And then all of a sudden we scored 77 points in 30 minutes and make 14 threes, and, Confidence is a, you know, it comes and goes, and you got to stay confident in basketball. And our guys are confident. I told them they could, they could flip this thing quickly. And you know, so far this week they've done a good job with the wins at Notre Dame, and then last night against Carolina. Coach, now you're developing a, a reputation for having a keen eye in that transfer portal. Yeah. When you talk about guys like Alonis Williams taking him to ACC Player of the Year, Jake Laravia, first-round pick. Now you got Appleby, Monsanto, Davian Williamson. How are you able to pinpoint these guys who aren't necessarily studs like an Alondis Williams, who was an obscure yeah. player at Oklahoma, and then turn them into big contributors? Like, what do you see in these guys where you're able to get them in and turn them into to studs? Well, I think some of it is they're, they're all gifted offensive players. It's just getting in the right system for them. It's not that their systems they play in were wrong. It maybe just didn't fit their abilities. I think we do a good job of, of you know, skewing, changing our system a little bit to the strengths and weaknesses of our players, putting them in position to score and putting them in position to be successful. And that's really what a, a coach has to do. I think you got to do your homework. you got to find guys who love basketball. 
got to find guys who are competitive. Like Ty Appleby is a fierce competitor. He loves to play. He loves to practice. He's got an infectious personality. All that rubs off on the on the entire team. And so, you know, some of that stuff you don't totally know until you get them. But I do think it's just a matter of these guys fitting. They're really good players. We, we put them in a system that, that highlights their abilities, and they've done a great job. As you said, Jake and, and Landis and and Ty and Davian and Damari and Hadeem and Dallas, all those guys did a really good job for us. Wake Forest said basketball coach Steve Forbes joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Coach, you talk about adapting your philosophy, your scheme to the players that you have within your roster. And this year, I mean, we just saw it yesterday with Tyree Appleby running pick and roll heavy. You called it putting the other team in jail. What is yeah. the biggest change as far as the philosophy, the scheme you run now compared to what you had last year with a couple of those guys that we just mentioned? Oh, great question. You know, Ty's just—he's um, better. He's more of a—he's a more of a point guard than Alondis. Alondis just kind of evolved into that due to the players that we had on our team. But the Ty is a spectacular at negotiating the ball screen. He does a really good job of reading his progressions. And last night, like in the first half, they were in a drop ball screen coverage, and so you know he got over—you know—he got over the ball screen, and then he put his his defender, the guard, in jail by getting him on his hip. And then that big has to make a decision, you know, and, and Matthew Marsh is such good, good at rolling and he's so good at throwing that lob. The big has to decide to take Ty or take the lob. And then it puts him in a tough situation. The second half, they tried to switch him, you know, and Ty was able to drive Nance, was able to drive Baycoat and get to the basket. So basically, it's always kind of been in there. We're just a little more heavy on the ball screen this year just based on. Ty's ability to to read it not only for himself but for others well I mean he played 37 minutes Ty's been playing a ton this year and you kind of talked about how when he went to the bench North Carolina started to go on a little run and then you put Ty back out there so so for me this is actually a problem in my opinion for a lot of college basketball teams just because great point guard play is hard to come by I mean when, when they're the organizers of the offense it's tough to have success when they go to the bench how important is that for you guys to try to give Ty maybe a little bit more of a breather every now and then and have some of that success when he's on the bench is that something that you could see getting better as the season goes on you'd like to you know one of the things i'm not making excuses but my my the point guard that i recruited to come in here with him it had a season-ending injury mm-hmm. so he hasn't been able to play and and then you know so we've played cameron hildreth and davia Winston in there a little bit and it is important we try to steal him a little time maybe before the 12-minute media in the first half, get him in there, you know, let him sit through the whole media and then get him back in. Last night I, I tried to get him out, and they went on a 6-0 run at a couple timeout. Now, the other thing is they're young guys. They're 20-some years old, and they're playing two games a week. I think they can handle it, you know. And, and I think it's it's important to have your best players on the court as long as as, as long as you can have them on there. Coach, Damari Monsanto last night, he liked the tweet that I put out. I said that he is a shooter's shooter. I mean, every time he gets the ball, I'm sitting there watching him predicting that he's going to put it up. What kind of green light does he have, and what do you tell him before he goes into the games? Well, green, I'm not sure. There might be a different shade of green for him. I'm not sure <laughs> that there's an invented – there's a term for that. Um, you know, I, I just like for him to, to take him in rhythm. You know, and and now he's getting a little bit. He's getting a little more proficient off the bounce. But most three point shooters aren't great shooters off the bounce. You know, some are. Most of them are off the catch. He's got deep range, and you know, I'll tell you when he shoots it. 
the majority of the time when it's coming off his hand, it looks like it's going in. You know, he's got great feel for his shot, great rotation. And the one thing Damari has over a lot of guys is that he's, you know, he's 6'6", close to 6'7", so he could get that thing off. And, you know, he's getting a lot of attention. And one of the things that Damari did last night that goes unnoticed, he did a great job screening. He got he got three or four buckets for us by screening because his guy wasn't going to come off and help. Mm. And so, and also he's a spacer. Like when he's in, the reason why Ty can get to the rim now, you think about it, it's not just Matthew Marshall on the roll, but it's having Damari over there on the ball side. They're not coming off of that, and so he, that opens up a lot of things. His just him being out there, and so uh, he does a lot of really good things for our team and. Um, I think I saw something, I don't know, before the game or after the game. He has most threes in high major power five basketball uh, this year. And, and you know, guys, he probably played four or five games. He didn't even make he didn't early in the year. He hardly played. You know, he wasn't playing well. He's going through a tough time there with his sister passing away. And so he just, you know, he's done this in a pretty rapid fashion. Coach, Jim Beheim came out and made some comments about different teams and what they had to do, and then he had to walk them back, especially after you came out and said what you said. But just talking about that and the the theme of buying teams, like how difficult is it uh, for coaches out there for you to have to recruit with that uh, type of stuff going on, knowing that some teams do do that, and it is legal, but just, you know, talk about how you felt about that. Well, I mean, first of all, you just said it's legal. Okay, and so there's a there's a connotation, or you know, when you say the word bot, you know, hey, you're doing something that's not right, and and uh, it's it, nil is nil, it's the rule. You either like it or you don't. My my problem with it was, and, and Coach and I are fine. I mean, I respect. He knows how much I respect him, and you know, we just that's not how we did it, have done it here. That's not how we did this team. We don't have anybody on that. You know, when we recruited them, and very few on it even now. We didn't even have a collective until November, a third-party collective, which we're still trying to figure that out. So I haven't had that, and which is fine. I'm not mad, but I didn't I didn't assemble my team in that manner. And so, um, you know, we he 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 called me. We talked about it, and I'm fine. But NILs changed everything. You know, um, one-time transfers. Those things are have changed a lot of things for not just fans, but for coaches. And you know, really, truthfully, I thought it would be about retention, like keeping your players that have accomplished something, not pay for play, and it's really kind of turned into pay for play. And I don't know if that's how that's going to change. And I know the NCAA is trying to step down on it, but I don't know if that'll happen. You know, and so I didn't envision it that way. And really, recruiting is recruiting till it becomes a negotiation, as far as I'm concerned, what I've seen. And, you know, people say, well, it's not about the money. It's always about the money. Don't ever get that twist. And and so, I mean, and I don't blame the kids. I don't blame the parents. This is the environment that we're in, and this is what we're going to have to deal with. Wakehead basketball coach Steve Forbes joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Coach, one thing we've been talking about quite a bit this season is just the depth of the league, the overall strength of the ACC. And you're seeing a team like Clemson where they're atop the standings right now, but there are some people that have put out there that maybe they don't even make the tournament if things don't go their way the second half, right? So it's just kind of interesting, some of the polarizing opinions about this conference. How strong is it to you compared to maybe last year, the first year you were here as well where do you see the acc right now you know it's 
I think there's a lot, like I think you just said it, there's a lot of really good teams. I don't know if there's an elite team. I think that the elite team, is, is if there is one, is probably Virginia. You know, but everybody else is just really darn good. And so you can get beat any night. You know, I don't know. We, we have so many teams. You know, like, if you compare us to the other leagues, you know, we got, we got we just got more numbers. And so the bottom is going to be the bottom, and whoever that is right now. But um, I don't look at that stuff right now because it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter for me. You know what I mean? We got so many games left. This stuff can change. Um, but I – I think there's a lot of really good teams, and you know we're, we went through it. I mean, we played, we played what? We played Virginia, Pitt, NC State, Duke, you know, Carolina in a row, you know, um, and Notre Dame. So I mean, it's like, tell me who's easy in that deal, you know? I mean, and, and, and even Notre Dame, who's not having a great year, they got the majority of their team back. They went 15 and five last year. You know, and so you catch them on the wrong day and you could get beat. Like, see, we're down 16-4. I was very impressed with Clemson the first time we played them. Uh, I thought I really like P.J. Hall and Mm -hmm. Hunter Tyson and the team. I haven't seen Miami yet because we haven't played them. Uh, NC State, gosh, Jarkel Joyner, D.J. Burns, you know, obviously Travion Smith. There's some teams, you know, that are playing really well. And Virginia, I mean, picking up Vanderplas was a big, you know, Deal for him. Think about this with transfers. I mean, everybody's talking about transfers. I mean, Tony's, you know, Virginia's starting three guys that transferred there, and that's Virginia, you know, and so it, it has changed the game. It has changed the way a lot of us recruit. All right, Coach. So the number one question of this interview that I want to ask, okay, <laughs> okay, I come back to Winston for football games. I haven't been back to a basketball game in a while, and I'm trying to get back, Coach. I'm trying to get back. But listen, come on. I want to know in Winston Salem. What are two to three of your absolute favorite places to eat? Okay, okay. I, I need more guys. I've, I've been trying some new places lately, but what are two or three yeah. of your favorite places well, to eat? This is going to be, see, but I'm, I'm pretty simple, man. I live okay. right across the street from Wake. Okay. You know, so I don't venture off my block too far very often. Like, I go right up the street to Fratelli's. Okay, you yeah. You know, I go around the corner to, to, to uh, Potter's. I mean, I'm pretty simple dude now. Okay. You know, um, I've had me some hot dogs over there at Pulliam's before. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, I get my coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. I've been, <laughs> over, I've been over here to the Village Tavern a few times across the street from my house. I ate at this crepe place today. I don't know my wife for breakfast. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. It's pretty good. Um, I'm I'm sorry, man. I, I mean, I my wife goes downtown more than I do. I, yeah. You know, I don't. I just don't venture out. You know, a whole lot. Um, but uh, Tortelli's is probably my go-to just because it's right up the street. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that instead of Dunkin'. That would have been a problem <laughs> if you said Dunkin' well, Donuts. Dunkin', which Dunkin', <laughs> listen, it's so bad. Like, when I go there to the drive-up, hey, coach, how you doing? You want the same thing today? Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> you know, I get my uh, coffee and my in my wake-up wraps, and that's it. You know, and I'm and I'm driving into campus, so... Um, yeah, Coach, yeah. I, I went to Fratelli's uh, over the holiday break, man. They gave me the saltiest spaghetti and meatballs I've ever had. I had to send it back. Oh, no. I had no to send Fratelli's. it back. No, yeah, no. I did. I'm just I keeping mean, it a buck, but I did get a steak after that, and it was good. That porch, I mean, there's all kinds of great places here, and I'm probably offended every donor that we have now that I've said what I said, but, you know, I mean, you asked me, so I'll tell you. Coach, you've been, a, you've been a mountain fried chicken before? Um, I haven't, but I have, I think we, 
I haven't been there. I think we catered it one time. Yeah, Coach, you got to go there, man. You got to yeah, go to Mount Fry. Every football oh, yeah. game. Yeah, every football wow. game, my mom and I go there. Because, well, listen, my son's 11. He already wears an 11-and-a-half shoe. He's already balling. So Let's go. Yeah, I don't know if, we, if you can get your hands on him quite yet, but we'll see, though, Coach. We got to work hey. out that NIL deal. Hey, we can do that. Right across, <laughs> the, right across the street from the Joel is prime time. That is awesome. That's uh, another spot we go to. We, we cater that with our team. So there's a lot of good places. This is great. Winston's a great place. All right, Coach. Well, listen, Wake Forest basketball coach Steve Forbes, best of luck to you this season. Coach, we need to get some ACC tournament wins. Listen, I'll be there. I'll be rooting for you guys, okay? But best of luck to you as the season goes along. Well, get your, get up here to a game. So I we, will. We get in the, in the joint. It was rocking last night. We got it back. Let's get it going. All right, man. No doubt about it. That was Steve Forbes.